What's up with it? What's up, campers? <laughs> Welcome back to another new episode of Campfire Adventures. I'm your host, Dylan, and I hope you're all having a great week. Thank you again for all of you out there in podcast land for listening. And then, of course, I'm here with the usual suspects. We got Patrice. Hmm. We got the boys. And we have Lori. Hello, hello, hello. But I know that you're here for a story. And, of course, we did part one of our episode about the Loch Ness Monster. So I just want to get into this one so that way we can wrap the whole thing up. So with that said, it's time for us to grab a drink. We're chilling around the portable fire. And let's get into today's story. Okay, so where were we? All right, Marmaduke, that's it. <laughs> Stop. So he was a hunter that was hired to capture Nessie. And boy, oh boy, did he ever deliver. He got proof of a footprint. What's wrong? Boy, oh boy. <laughs> he got proof of a footprint that was left behind from Nessie. And they were put in a British museum. So things couldn't sound better to people who were searching for Nessie. I mean, there now was physical proof. So that's super cool. And if that wasn't promising enough, in 1934, an English physician named Robert Kenneth Wilson took the famous picture of Nessie and plastered it all over the newspapers. And it's not some picture that you're probably not thinking of. It's the picture that you're envisioning right now. Like if I said Nessie, which one are you thinking of? I went to a Nessie Club meeting as a child and everyone had t-shirts mm -hmm. with a cartoon image of Nessie. That is what I see still. Oh, okay. Super cool. That is, yeah, Laura, you just got Was 10 times cooler. Limit for that? I told you about that. I told, I sent you the link for the fan club. When? <clears throat> Must have been when you were writing the story. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you telling me like lightly, but I didn't, how old were you when you went there? Like for, because remember I was saying we lived in Colorado and like mm. on the way, I don't know how we had t-shirts if we were just stopping by, but everyone had a t-shirt. So the picture that I'm talking about is the black and white one that's kind of fuzzy where you oh, see yeah. like the little hump and then that little head sticking out of the water. See, knowing that picture, it makes me feel like, how did you say the dinosaur's name? The plesiosaurus? Yeah, don't you? That's where, like, I kind of got... That's what I thought, too. Yeah, you know? And that's why I thought, like, that makes sense. So when they said it had a serpent body with, like, lumps on its back, it didn't envision it for me. So that's the picture I'm talking about. So this only solidified that Nessie's a real creature and she's just waiting to be seen by somebody. So let's flash forward a little bit more. And as time goes on, we only advance further as a civilization. I mean, the last time we flashed forward, there were the roads that were being built around Loch Ness. And now this time, we're shooting into the years of the 60s and the 70s. And technology had gotten so much more advanced, which is funny to think about now because how much more advanced we are. But anyway, so we're in the 60s and the 70s, like I said. And people were trying to come up with a new plan to try to be 100% true 
to prove that Nessie was real. So in the 60s, they decided to send down sonars. And apparently, these studies found that there was something larger than any normal creature lurking in the depths of the loch. And then in the 70s, they were like, well, let's try it again because we have these sonars that we can put down in the water. But now we can also take pictures with our technology. So they're like, this is perfect. So they sent them down. They already had an idea that there was something large lurking in the water. And then when they got the picture element involved, there were pictures that came up with a giant beast moving around in the water. So it only further like, boom, we got this. We got freaking a footprint in the 30s. We had the picture in the 30s. Now we have, you know, sonars in the 60s. And now we have picture evidence with the sonar in the 70s. So we're moving into the future a little bit more now. So like I said, footprint, a picture from the shoreline, the sonar proof of an unidentified creature living in the lake. But what about physical proof? So in the 80s, a group of ships with Nessie enthusiasts decided to get clearance so that way they can sweep the bottom of the lake with sonars once again. And this time, the only thing that they found were evidence of salmon living in Loch Ness. So what does that all mean? With all the proof, it should have been conclusive that there was something living there, right? Well, we should feel good that people found and collected evidence. And now we know for sure that this cryptid is real and out there because with everything that we're showing, there's this beast. But also keep in mind that there are still other sightings happening throughout this time as well. So even though I haven't mentioned any of them, people are like on a daily, like, I saw Nessie, you know, jumping out like a dolphin or like, I saw Nessie come out and grab Billy and bring him down in the water. Like all this stuff is still happening. We're just not talking about it. And if you do want to know a little bit more about that, there actually is a website about everything Nessie. And I don't know if you remember, but I did say at one point that you're not a legendary cryptid until you have your own website made about you. Because, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying like Bigfoot has a website. A couple of the other cryptids we talked about have a website. So I feel like that puts you a little bit higher than just the average cryptid, right? So Nessie has one. And so that means that she is legend, wait for it, dairy, <laughs> legendary. And <laughs> Simpson, this guy's awesome. So Nessie is awesome. And this website actually keeps track of her daily accounts, like of people seeing her. They also have webcams that are pointed out to Loch Ness. So that way on the off chance they see something, they can update the website. And I visited it. I mean, the webcams weren't working when I visited it, but they're supposed to work. And there's tons of other stuff on the website. I'm going to put the link on the website, on our website that works, and you can all check it out. But anyway, so I bring all of this up so that way you can visit the site, read up on some of the sightings. But also, we're going to flash forward to the future once more and into the 90s, one of my personal favorite time periods to be in. I mean, the music was popping, the shows and the movies had it going on. And in addition to all that, technology advanced once again. So all this evidence was collected and once again reinspected. I mean, this seems kind of normal. Like in criminal cases, as technology advances, we reevaluate a cold case. So we take evidence that we knew and had and had already been tested. And then we try to use new technology to prove something that we didn't know. And I'm assuming that this is why this was done in the first place, because so many people are so interested in Nessie that they were like, well, there is proof, you know, regardless if that one sonar in the 80s just showed salmon, we have all this proof that Nessie's real. So let's just reprove it. And then we'll be like, told y'all, sucker, you know, <laughs> she's real. So remember that footprint that Marmaduke Rutherell found? 
Well, that was a guy, like I said, that the Daily Mail had hired to get proof. And when that proof was reexamined, it actually was proven to be a hippopotamus's foot that was used as the base of the footprint. So to make like the mark. And then it said that he used a different... I read Umbrella. I read Ashtray. But to give it more of like a fin look to it. So they were able to prove that the base of the print was a hippopotamus's foot. And then he just kind of manipulated it to make it look like something different. And then that famous picture, that one taken by Robert Kenneth Wilson. Well, it was once again reevaluated. And what they were able to deduce was that this actually was a toy submarine that had like a head-shaped attachment put on it. And then it was lit to go float out into the lake. <laughs> and they took the picture and ran with it. And it's one of the most famous pictures of a cryptid that's out there. So that proof went. And then lastly, that image taken during the sonar exploration. Remember that one in the 70s? Yeah. So it was proven that those pictures were allegedly doctored. And it made it look like it had a monster in there. Just because, I don't know why. I think that the whole idea was like, there's this possibility of something unknown being down here. Why not make people believe it? So, shoot, you know, here we are with nothing but loons and Nessie enthusiasts who wouldn't stop at nothing to prove that there was this point, like, I mean, that the possibility of Nessie is actually real. And if we take into account a few things, like the water and the Loch Ness, it's allegedly always about 40 degrees Fahrenheit. So it's pretty chilly, you know, to say the least. So if your plan is to ever dive down there and find Nessie yourself, I don't recommend that. And also because it's 800 feet down, you know, searching a lake or a lock that's 22 miles long, it's just... I don't know, somewhat impossible to even fathom. And it's even said that it gets so cold in the wintertime. It never freezes over. It hasn't froze over for a long time. But it steams because of how cold it is, which I thought was insane. But anyway, so if people are thinking Nessie is either a plesiosaur, which is the dinosaur that hasn't been seen for 65 million years, or a basilosaurus, which is a whale type of creature. I've talked about that before. When I was talking about Caddy and then um, Claude, those creatures in Oregon and in Washington, we've talked about them before, but they haven't been seen for 35 million years either. So it might be hard to believe that these creatures who once lived in the oceans are now living in a lake. So it's just been a while. So I don't know if that's a viable option. Some people do think that maybe witnesses are actually confusing sightings of Nessie with a European eel or a giant sturgeon, or even a Welsh catfish. There's a Welsh catfish that was like 13 feet long. It was huge. Now, each one of these animals is known to get to extreme sizes. And as for the sturgeon, they seem to have grooves and humps along their bodies, which maybe people are seeing rise up out of the water. And then if you're thinking maybe like, what about the Welsh catfish? I mean, they have pretty distinct big faces with whiskers, so maybe, People are confusing the mane and like the horns for the set of whiskers that they have. Hmm. And then the eels, I mean, a body of a serpent. And if they get big enough, that could look like a monster. Why not? Now, all of these are just some possible explanations for some of the sightings. And I'm not trying to be like, y'all are crazy to believe in Nessie. Because this cryptid has been a beacon for the unknown and for cryptids for thousands of years. I want to believe and I want real proof to make its way to the surface. So if you people who are not truly bringing real evidence to the table could stop, that'd be awesome.
Now, in 2018, a DNA survey was done in Loch Ness to test for any large type of creatures that might live in there. And the evidence came back to say that basically there were salmon and eels living in there. And there have been recent videos taken and submitted from drones, but I don't buy any of them, so I don't really want to waste our time talking about them. Like, people are like, oh, did you see the footage? Like, when I told them what I was talking about, like, did you see the footage of the drones that caught Loch Ness? I watched them, and I didn't see anything. I was like, what are people recording and showing? Why did this even make it on the news? I don't understand. So, I won't waste your time. I will, however, say that there are a lot of attractions for kids to visit when you do go to Loch Ness. And if nothing else, the trip to the area would be an awe-inspiring one. Now, I wish I had some real evidence to share with you all, but I think, if anything, the idea of Nessie gives us hope that there's more to life than what we can see. I mean, I've said it before, and I'm sure I'll say it again, but if there are so many accounts of something, then a small portion of that has to be true. I mean, at least for us to follow along to this story. So I do think that there is something in the lake. I mean, we haven't seen it, but the lock is huge. So how could we possibly search the whole thing? And how do we know if Nessie didn't already have like a family and maybe it's just multiple Nessies just like living or maybe Nessie made a hole and it's just like gone or went to the bottom of this whole thing and now he just goes out into the ocean and then he comes back every now and again because mm. this is her kicking spot. You know, like, what if she's just like, hey, guys, wow, it's so nice to be back to the house. And then it's like, oh, people are taking pictures again. Time for me to get out of here. So I'm sorry. And I wish I had more proof to share with you all. But this is what I found. And this has been our first ever two-part episode. I'm happy that it was done. And I'm happy it was about a legend. Wait for it. Dairy monster known as the Loch Ness. And I hope that you liked hearing it as much as I loved sharing it with you all. What did you guys think? Did you learn anything new about the Loch Ness? I mean, I guess she doesn't really look like how everyone thought she did. She? She. No, I learned about the photo. I didn't realize it was that ridiculously put together. It's so iconic, and that's what people, if anything, talk the most about what the Loch Ness was. Because before a cryptid was known as a cryptid, like it's been known about since 565 AD. Mm -hmm. So people were like, there's something out there. You know, like there's proof. Like when they say in X-Files, the truth is out there. It's literally out there. I mean, we just haven't found it yet, I feel like. And I feel like with Bigfoot, like, so many pictures, so many accounts, but still no proof, you know? And then we prove all these hoaxes. But if so many people are seeing something, there's something out there. Something's in there. And I hope that eventually we do find that truth. But for now, this is what I have on the Loch Ness. So I hope you enjoyed listening to it. Don't forget to check out our website at www.campfireadventurespodcast.com. I'll have all of our source material, pictures. You can see part one and part two. They'll be loaded up on the website so you can enjoy looking at the pictures and source material. And then we'll have all of our adventures on our Instagram and Facebook at campfireadventurespodcast.com. All of our noises are because we are finishing up this episode in Lori's kitchen around the portable campfire. So if you hear any noises, then that's what that was. And I guess with that said, if you're listening to this in the morning or the evening, I hope you have a good morning or a good evening. I'm going to say goodbye.